0: And welcome back to the show. Here, we got three great topics to uh, talk about. I'm Copa Solano here, listening to the bench. We got two, ver- three very good topics here to talk about. Of course, the story of the week: Julio Jones. Where is he going to end up? We'll t- break down the two best options I think, in my mind, for him. We're going to talk about a little bit of number controversy down in Dallas and why Dallas fans are once again being a little bit irrational. And then finally, the story of really yesterday. Adam Vinatieri announcing his retirement. Again, we'll talk about that. First, obviously, Julio Jones. I mean, he, all, earlier this week on Undisputed, he said that he was out of Atlanta. Does this really mean he's out, though? I mean, he's still under contract. So, I know Atlanta right now is the second, second favorite in terms of odds out of Vegas. I don't think he's going to play. Even if he doesn't get traded... He's he's going to hold out next year. I mean, right? Because he says he's out of there. He doesn't want to play. He's not going to play. It's that simple. If he doesn't want to play for this organization, this organization that he's given his all to and they've barely given him anything back, obviously, yeah, he's not going to play. The two options that have really been outlined, and I think he's even said that he wants to go, Tennessee in New England. Uh, um, last week, it was uh, Michael Hawley of NBC Sports Boston who said New England was the forefront because of Cam Newton. He also said that Jones doesn't want to play with Matt Ryan anymore. He doesn't think Matt Ryan has it. Which doesn't make sense in my mind because Matt Ryan is a much better quarterback than Cam Newton. In my mind. After after what we saw last year, I think it's it's... Not an understatement to say that Matt Ryan last year was better than Cam Newton last year. Again, Cam Newton had to deal with a lot of changes. He was in a new system. He didn't have an offseason. He got COVID. Uh, If you remember, he got COVID right before that Kansas City game, so he might have been affected later on in the year. But still, Cam Newton could barely make passes that he needed to. Cam Newton was not, he was just simply put, not a good quarterback. He was mid to low. He was mid tier at best. But Matt Ryan last year, Matt Ryan was not. He wasn't terrible last year. He's certainly better than Cam Newton last year. The Falcons' offense was great last year, or not great, not spectacular, but still good. It was their defense that was a problem. Obviously, that you know that defense that seemed to let everyone walk all over them. But still, the offense was. Not necessarily the problem. Matt Ryan. I st- Matt Ryan is still a good quarterback in my mind. Like, he... Sure, he's taken steps down for that MVP season a few years ago. But he's still, he's still a good quarterback. Right? He can still make throws that he needs to make. He can still make decisions he needs to make. Like, he's not a bad quarterback. Again, certainly better than Cam Noon, who Julio Jones is so adamant about wanting to play for. Who Cam Newton might not even make it through the season, because they just tra- the Patriots are drafting Mac Jones. So Cam Newton, who likely will not make it through the season, who Mac Jones will probably take over midway through the year. As you know, as the Patriots fans try to pressure the organization into making that decision. Why are you gonna? Why do you want? If you're who I just, it doesn't make sense from my, in my mind from Julio Jones's perspective. Is why do you want to play for a quarterback who might not even make it through the season, when you have a quarterback who's not bad? Like he's a Matt Ryan is a good quarterback. I just it doesn't make sense in my mind. The other option, the other the other big option, the one who's the odds-on favorite right now, is Tennessee. And Tennessee has nothing at receiver other than A.J. Brown. I, I, I could not name off the top of my head another Titans receiver who isn't A.J. Brown. I thought they said Corey Davis. They don't have Corey Davis anymore. There's another one I thought they had that I, I'm i completely blanking on his name, too. But A.J. Brown is the only receiver in Tennessee. Plus, they don't have much at tight end anymore with uh, John U. Smith moving on to New England. And their quarterback is Brian Tannehill. Brian Tannehill, again, not a bad quarterback. Certainly, again, better than Cam Newton. But still, in my mind, he's not as good as Matt Ryan. I still think out of these out of these four options, too, including Matt Jones, Matt Jones, Cam Newton, Brian Tannehill, and Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan is still, I think, the best one out of those four. I think it goes Matt Ryan. I think it goes in that order. It goes Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, there goes Cam Newton, Mac Jones. Again, Mac Jones at the bottom of the list solely because we haven't seen him on an NFL field. I think once we see him play in an actual NFL game, he could improve. He could bump up that list. But right now, he's at the bottom just because he has literally zero experience in an NFL offense against an NFL defense. And then, obviously, you have Derrick Henry, too. And that's another thing, though, is that both these teams, New England... And Tennessee, at least last year, were run-first offenses. Obviously, you're going to have a run-first offense when you have Derrick Henry, who is far and away, well, not far and away. He was, well, he was a year ago, far and away the best running back, I think. I think he was so much better than um, Kamara and Dalvin Cook up in Minnesota. I think he was far and away uh, better, best out of those three. Um, And still, even next year, he'll probably end up being the best again next year with so much uncertainty around Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey and all these guys who are going to be coming back from injury. I think that... Okay, we're... um, Run-first offense, yeah. So you have... These are two big run-first offenses. Tennessee, obviously, when you have Derrick Henry. And New England, when Cam Newton... Kind of, he was not a good thrower last year. He was not a good passer last year. That was a Patriots offense that was built so much on screen plays and running and option, and and just honestly, it wasn't fun to watch. Obviously, when you have those receivers, you had who you had Julian Edelman who got hurt like week three, and has didn't come back. He's retired since then. And then who who else you have? Demir Bird. Demir Bird's not a great receiver. You have um Jacoby Myers, again, not an excellent receiver. Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry is getting run out of Boston. It's that simple. The fans in New in Boston, Patriots fans hate Nikhil Harry. He is going like if there is a Julio Jones trade, I think every every single person in New England, I think, is saying trade, use Nikhil Harry as a trade piece to try to get Julio. I don't think there's a single person here that isn't thinking that. Because Nikhil Harry just hasn't been able to show anything. He was ex- he was very good in that preseason. Uh, his rookie preseason. But then that year, he kind of just... And he was alright that year. But it just... He was nothing. He had a couple games where he'd show up. But then the next game, he just would not get any target. Like I remember his rookie year, he had a game when he touched down against Dallas. He had that um, the controversial play where he was called out of bounds against Kansas City when he wasn't out of bounds. Which that's a that's a whole nother story right there, that. Um, the past fans are so upset. I was indifferent about that specific play, which again that's a whole nother story. And then last year. It felt like he was hurt all the time. It felt like he was hurt. And when he did play, he just dropped everything. Nikhil, Nikhil Harry was just simply put not worth the first round pick we used on him. Uh, He just hasn't been. Especially when you look at the guys who were in that draft. as AJ Brown and DK Metcalf. And so many more. Terry McLaurin, another one of them up the top of my head. They've just been so much better. So yeah. Uh, that I Patriots fans want to trade Nikhil Harry for Julio Jones. I would not be opposed to that trade as a Patriots fan. Um, but yeah, again, it's, these are run-first offenses that... You put Julio Jones in there, is it going to change? Again, I, and down in Tennessee, you'll have Julio Jones and A.J. Brown as your only two weapons. I mean, I guess you could see a change in New England... But with I still feel like with Canyon at the helm, it's going to be a lot of still be a lot of options and screenplays and running. But once you get once you get Mac Jones in there, it might shift over to more pass first. But that's still that's still a very, a very might, like just a might. I think, I think New England might be the better fit out of the simply because of the fact that they have other things around them that can make it a really good pass-first offense. Plus, you have a great revamped defense, and Akil Harry wants to win. New England has that winning culture that we have all talked about for decades. Um, Does Tennessee have that? I mean, Tennessee, sure. Sure, you could argue they have a winning culture in air quotes, but they haven't won anything. What, they made it to the AFC Championship game once? So have the Jacksonville Jaguars. Are the Jacksonville Jaguars a winning culture? No, they're not. They proved that. They went 1-15 last year. So I think the fact that he wants to win, he'll go to the place where he feel or he, he doesn't really have an option. He, he's, it's a trade, but New England I feel like is a better place to win because of those facts, because of, they have, a. I think they have a better defense in New England. They have, I think they have better coaching. And just, it's it'll be a better offense. You put Julio Jones in the New England offense, I see there's a lot more improvement. Even though they have completely revamped that offense this year. With Hunter Henry, John U. Smith at tight end. They got Nelson Aguilar. They got, um... Another, uh, Kendrick Bourne, I believe it was. It was a Niners receiver. Uh, It might not be Bourne. It might be someone else. Um, But I think think New England is the better fit. Again, might be a little bit biased being, living in New England, but that's just, that's my take. Moving on here, a little bit of number controversy down in Dallas. Um, Obviously, the new number rules, uh, including linebackers can wear single-digit numbers. So it's Jalen Smith, the linebacker, is taking advantage of that, and he decided his new number would be number nine, which is Tony Romo's old number, and Dallas fans are not happy with this. But why, why, why are you not happy with this? First of all, Jalen Smith asked Mr. Romo if he could use his number, and he got permission to. But t- Tony Romo is re- like saying that no one should wear number nine. You retiring Tony Romo's number is that really is that. Tony Romo did nothing for the Dallas Cowboys. He did nothing for them. He was an all right quarterback. Yeah, okay, he was a good quarterback, but he wasn't a great quarterback. Like he was good, not great. Yes, he leads all the Cowboys in I believe his passing yards and touchdowns. Okay, but I I hit that and give Dak Prescott ten more years, he'll be that'll be him. All right. And then the guy who's after Dak Prescott, he might take that. And it'll just keep going. We're, we're going into a more passing and passing and passing era. like, just We're going to get more and more and more and more and more pass happy. So yes, obviously, Tony Romo is the last quarterback to play a long stretch of games for the Cowboys for a long stretch of seasons. Dak Prescott is next. So Dak Prescott, within the next decade, will probably take over that mantle. Whoever's after Dak Prescott, he'll probably take that mantle. And after him, they'll take that mantle. Like, it's just going to... This record is going to keep getting broken and broken and broken. Tony Romo won two playoff games. You went, They went to the playoffs four times under Tony Romo and won two games. This is what you want to celebrate? This is what you... You want to retire that guy's number? The guy who brought you to the playoffs but only won twice? Really? This is the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys are built on this tradition of winning. With the you know they are a Super Bowl winning team, they were a dynasty at one point. You're telling me a team that was at one point a dynasty and won five Super Bowls? It was that either four or five? I think it's five. I'm head. This team won five Super Bowls, and now today you're gonna say, you know that. That guy who won two playoff games? Let's retire his number. He was great. Really? That's what we're saying. What you're gonna retire the number of every single guy who just? He was good. He was a fan favorite. He was a he was a fan favorite. That's a reason to retire his number because the fans like them. Really? Well, we retire everyone's number then. Like it's retiring a guy's number is special. Like, that's saying that you were so, so incredible and did so much for the team and for the city and for the fans that we say no one else will wear your number again. Was Tony Romo that? I don't think so. I don't think Tony Romo was that. Like, yes, he was good. He, the fans loved him. He was great for the city of Dallas. But for the team? Did he, did he do anything for the team? Two, two playoff wins. Two. One, two. You can count them on one hand. Like, the, that's nothing to celebrate. Two playoff wins is nothing to celebrate. So, we shouldn't be. I think Jalen Smith should 100% be wearing the nine. I don't think the fans have any right to complain. I mean, yes, Tony Romo. Like, this generation of football fans... Are going to remember Tony Romo the broadcaster more than they remember Tony Romo the player, because Tony Romo the player was all right, and Tony Romo the broadcaster was good. It was great, incredible. Like, you don't just retire the number of every single good player who walks there. That's just that's not how it works. It's just it's simply not. And then moving on here to our final topic, uh, Adam Vinatieri, the greatest kicker, in the history of the NFL. No doubt about it. Has retired. He ended up with 599 on his field goals. Uh, the most in NFL history. Just to hoping that the Patriots or the Colts sign him for literally one game to make one field goal. Just, it's just so annoying seeing 599. My OCD is kind of... It's... It's kind of, you know... It, just get him to 600. But either way, just an incredible career for Adam Minnitari. I mean... So much of the now again I said it earlier I'm a Patriots fan. I did not grow up during the Adam Vinatieri era. I grew up in the um, Stephen Koskowski era, but still you have to admit how how key of a piece Adam Vinatieri is was for the speech Patri- for the early dynasty Patriots. I think that without without Adam Vinatieri, you don't have a dynasty. It's that simple. He made, again, some of the accolades he made, two game-winning field goals in Super Bowls, one of them being the whole... They rushed onto the field and they quickly made it. Um, that one being the Super Bowl against Carolina. He made, the, obviously, the one against the Rams who won the first Super Bowl. And then the the divisional round, the, the kick in the snow, the tuck rule game. Without Adam Vinatieri, you do not win that game, I think, simply put. I mean... Obviously what we what we all remember from that game from that game um is it was, um I forgot oh, I forgot the Raiders player, but the, you know the knockdown, the tuck roll. I think that without without Adam Vinatieri, you don't win that game and that never gets remembered. Because even like if you lose that game after getting that call, you don't remember that call at all. You don't. Um it I, I, is a super rule. It was a super rule. That's now been abolished. But how many other guys can make that kick in the snow? Like, let's be real. I think Matt Prater, he might be able to. Justin Tucker, he might be able to. But guys like Youngway Koo, I don't think he's making it. Steven Gaskowski. I don't think he's making it. I don't think, uh, what's his name, Steven Hauschka. I don't know if he's even still playing anymore. But him and his prime, his Seattle days, I don't think he would make that. I don't even think, I don't think Sebastian Janikowski in his Raiders day would make that kick. Like that, in the snow, in the pressure, it was was blizzard-like conditions too. I I don't think anyone else would make that kick. I really, I really do not. I think that Adam Vinatieri is one of the only kickers in the history of the game that could really make that kick. I mean, like, he proved it. Uh, a few years ago, in 2017, 2018 up in Buffalo, in similar conditions, he was he struggled. Like, it's it's hard. Kicking a field goal to begin with is harder than you think. But add on the fact that it's a blizzard, plus all this pressure of you. If you don't mix, if you don't make this kick, then we are out of the playoffs. We're going home, and our season is over. Those two factors combined just so much pressure. And Adam Vinatieri went up and he just, he nailed it. I think we're just, again, just talking about retired numbers. Adam Vinatieri is one of those guys that deserves to get his number retired. And at least New England. Um, I think number four, I think I think Jared Stidham is the one wearing it right now. I could be wrong. But it, it should be up in the, that's one of those ones that should be up in the rafters. I know New England... I believe only... I know John Hanna has his number retired. I don't I don't know if anyone else does. But Adam Vinatieri is one of those guys that 100% does. I mean, just just an absolutely incredible kicker. The best. The GOAT. Hands down. Um, let see, he won those three here in New England. He won another one, kicking for Indianapolis. I mean... There's so many great Adam and he played for so long. There's so many great stories you could tell. Like um, running down Herschel Walker on that kickoff. That's a replay that I've seen so many times. And uh, it's it still amazes me that this is a Herschel Walker, an NFL running back, a big guy just running down. And then the the kicker, the kicker coming down and running him down. That's just incredible. Um, I saw on Twitter earlier, it was uh, Ted Johnson, former Patriot said um, their s- strength and condition coach, I believe it was, said Adam Vinatieri was a football player who happened to play kicker. Like, that just, he, he's so, just so important to these Patriots teams. It's just, without, without Adam Vinatieri, I don't think you have a dynasty. That put, again, without Adam Vinatieri, you don't win the tuck rule game. You don't go to that super bowl. I don't think you go back again in o three and o four, I believe it was off the top of my head and then like just he was he is the definition of kicker like the old man running out there putting it through the upright and just like yeah he it's gonna be a long time before we see anything like Adam Minageri I think just simply put. I mean, just incredible. Well, I will do it here. For the bench Sports, I'm Kulpa Solano. We'll see you next time.